Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey everybody just real quick before the show started uh this is steve and i just wanted to let you know for all the latest information on our podcast Hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict, uh, basically... Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Steven They were an average alien family living on their own planet. And we were an average family living on ours. He took my cup. you guys. I don't have it. I didn't take it. I knew it. Accidents happen, and like us, they found themselves in a strange new neighborhood. I like it. Me too. Shh. Communing with your spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Alert, alert. We have a malfunction. We have a malfunction. Their lives were in danger. Back off, Larry. Get away from it. We've got a problem here. They had to escape. When the smoke cleared, their family was separated. Somehow, one of the aliens was hiding in our house. The government wanted to capture him. It's here. Everyone was after him. And my brother, Eric, wants to make friends. We got him! Get him! Turn it off! You sucked this living thing into a vacuum cleaner? Yeah! And then we blew him out again! Now Eric is risking not only his life, but my life. Give me the gun. Step back! To save him. This is the police. It's about more than friendship. It's about adventure. Mac and me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. from movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. We are wrapping up 
Zero tomato month. Frapping up? Frapping? Frappity frap frap frapping. Not frapping? Frappuccino? Nope, no frapping. Aww. With Mac and Me from 1988. Ah, but we are not alone. We are joined by Mario from the Superiority Complex. Welcome, Mario. Hello, hello. I realized I let out a groan there and I should have waited to be introduced. But it was just a, it was a, it was a involuntary. It just came out. <laughs> it's okay. We, we all were in our hearts. <laughs> Man, that was rough. That was a rough go. Yeah. And that was Mac and me. Have a great day, everybody. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mario, welcome. Hello, uh, hello. Do, do you have a tasty beverage with you by chance? I, I do, but it's non-alcoholic today. Uh, I am enjoying a Coca-Cola Zero. Ooh! Oh, in honor of this movie? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Trust me, if I could, if it wasn't against doctor's orders, I would have poured a fifth of whiskey into that Coke Zero <laughs> just to just to kind of wash like the pain away. Yeah, exactly. God damn it, <laughs> baby! Got a little beverage over there. I do. We have. From Kirkland Signature, that's right, Costco, a craft brewed APA American Pale Ale. <laughs> Sorry, I saw 13%. The original gravity was 13%. It is actually only 5.4% alcohol. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have no idea from whence, what time period this beer came from. So, um, Probably I'm since not- 1988, though. Well, probably since we moved into the house, so 2007. <laughs> so I'm going to pop my top. Oh, my top. It still has carbonation in it. That's a good sign. Yeah. And the pour. I'm, I'm so nervous. Mm. Yes, this is a nice uh, golden ale. It's got a white foamy head, lots of tiny bubbles. Mm, good malty aroma. A little bit of like cascade hop on it. Steve's going in for the sip. Yeah, it's just a nice hoppy pale ale. Yeah, a little piney. Yeah, a little bit of like a yeah, like a multi. citrus pith kind of to it too. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a nice full by a little beer. I like it. Easy to drink. Very likely because of our location in our Costco, a Gordon beer beer, and I've yet to have a bad beer from them. Yeah. No, they're not crazy experimental, but damn, they make some solid beers. True, true. So Mac and me. Mac and me. From writer and director Stuart Raphael. Who's he, Steve? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. He's made some other movies we've uh, considered having on this podcast. Uh, he did Ice Pirates. Oh. Uh, the Philadelphia Experiment. This. And then uh, Mannequin 2 on the move. Ooh. And of so course, only gold? Yeah, well, and Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, so yeah, he only makes only pure makes gold. Only makes pure gold. <laughs> <laughs> Although when I was looking him up... He also wrote Passenger 57. Huh. Yeah. Always bet on black. Shout out to the uh, Home Video Hustle for their West love of Wesley Snipes. That's right. <laughs> has that turned up? I don't think it has on Home Video Hustle. Not to plug other uh, podcasts, but... I'm sure it's in the bag. It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> With their love of Snipes, it has to be. Uh, so, Mario... Did you grow up with this this movie? I will tell you, I'm a little older than you guys. And when I was in high school, uh, I got a job. My first job working outside of our family business was working at a video store. And um, uh, I was working there for uh, 1988 and 19, actually 1987, 1988. 
1989. And um, this movie came out on video while I was working at the video store. And I don't remember seeing commercials for it. I don't remember it being advertised. You know, it was probably, you know, aimed at a, an audience younger than I was at that time. Um, you know, I was a jaded high schooler. But um, this movie, you cannot believe, we could not keep, I think we had two copies of it at the video store. Where this is pre-Blockbuster days. We could not keep this movie on the shelf. Really? Uh, believe it or not, it is. And then I was looking through the YouTube comments because uh, I wasn't going to go buy this movie. I wasn't going to rent it. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to watch the Mystery Science Theater version, which I had just seen recently. I wanted to watch it uncut. So I watched it on YouTube, and I went to the comment section, and the comments were overwhelmingly positive. So I did grow up with it, but I do I do have memories of, of seeing it a lot because the owner would put it on to get people to rent it. Um, and a lot of times he didn't even have to do that because it would just – it wouldn't be on the shelf for very long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all I knew about it was that it was basically an E.T. ripoff, mm-hmm. which it is. I mean, you know, you go with what works, what gets the... I mean, if you had it uh, rented out all the time, I mean, obviously it worked a little bit. Mm-hmm. People wanted to see it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I had never seen it because, I don't know, it, I just missed it or whatever. I only knew it was uh, like whenever Paul Rudd's on Conan O'Brien, like he shows a clip from it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. From his movie. That's all I really knew it from, for, about it. <laughs> well, it's amazing. When you're a little kid, like, let's say you're a little kid in the 80s, you have, I mean, when you, you know when you're like six or seven, you have no taste whatsoever. So as long as something yeah. entertains you, you don't care that it's an E.T. ripoff or a McDonald's car- commercial or a combination of those two things. Yeah, I mean, I, I must have missed it because I was so deep into Masters of the Universe at the time or... Uh, there you go. Back to the Future 2 or something. There you go, know. yeah. Guys... There is some poor adult out there who had this instead of E.T. and probably prefers this to E.T. because oh. they watched it 75,000 times on VHS. Oh, I'm certain Somebody's mom or grandpa picked this up, said, here you go, I got you that cute alien movie, and this was their movie. Yeah, as somebody, as my friend Pat Francis always says, when you make fun of a band, that's somebody's favorite band. <laughs> you know? Exactly. That's, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, some, some kid grew up with this. Maybe saw yeah maybe saw ET later and uh, nope I I like the uh, I like the rubbery aliens of uh, of Mac and me <laughs> yes yeah, so let's let's talk about the alien design shall oh, we Jesus <laughs> they look like those uh, those stress toys where you squeeze them and the eyes bug out yes <laughs> that's one thousand percent what Mac looks like yeah uh, they were seven feet tall and nude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they do have like a weird uh, kind of, I guess you would call it now a dad bod, you know, like kind of yeah. like this, this t- skinny with a pot belly. And yeah, you're right. The, the, a look of constant surprise. Um, just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Just like they're always saying that. Yeah. Like, uh, it's there's it's such a weird design. And the what's the word I'm looking? No flexibility on the mask no. whatsoever. Oh. No flexibility, and they seem to walk like crotch forward. Like that's what they like lead with. You gotta lead with your junk when you're on a foreign planet, Steve. Come on, <laughs> it's actually quite the opposite, I would think. Maybe it's like a no, dow- you gotta maybe- show them your dominance. <laughs> or it's like a dowsing rod, and that's how they find the soda. You know, it's true. By the way, I think we settled on after like the third watching. Steve and I settled on they're from Mars, so Mars has soda underneath its surface? Yes, there's like soda springs, like, you know, like, the, yeah, uh, I guess so. 
Because yeah. the, I think that isn't that what the kids the kids come up with that right? It, it must be what they drink on their planet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we see in the beginning, yeah, they basically put like a reed or whatever into the ground. And Where did they get that reed? I saw no vegetation. <laughs> Maybe they carry them around like people carry those straws that uh, can filter out the bacteria. They yeah. pass them down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. You know what? They recycle. Now we had to pass a law here to do it. You know, the Martians know what's yeah. up. Yeah, they're, exactly. they're light years ahead of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very literally. Mm-hmm. It has to be Mars because a, a probe would not have been able to go that far and come back that quickly. It has to be Mars. Yeah, well, and and ahead we, of you we of saw like... Jupiter in the background on their home planet. <laughs> yeah. It is. yeah, it's, it's Mars. No, it was Saturn. It was Saturn. Yeah, one of the ring planets. <laughs> yeah, it's got, yeah, so it has to be Mars. It can't be, you know, so they're just walking around up there. And, uh, By the way, did you guys hear the terrible news about Saturn? No. It's losing its rings. What happened? Its rings are falling to, to the planet's surface. Is that true? It's true. It's slowly losing oh. its rings. They scientists have been watching them degrade. How how much life uh, do the do the rings have left? Like three hundred fifty thousand years. Okay, well, they're okay. We, we we have some time then. <laughs> All right, we got to get Bruce Willis and a team on the shuttle. That's right. Get them up there. Save Saturn. That's it. A team of uh, of like wallpaper guys. A team of interior decorators. <laughs> a, a team of jewelers. They know how to take care of rings. Come on, guys. Hey, there you go. There it is. We can't te- teach astronauts to be jewelers. We got to teach jewelers to be astronauts. I was just. I went True. to see. I went to see Apollo Eleven yesterday, and the. Fa- oh, I was so mad at Armageddon when I was done with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, why? Oh, just because of the premise. It's the whole idea. Why don't you just teach the astronauts to drill? You know. <laughs> Nope, we got to have nope, these. Can't teach an astronaut to drill. You got to teach a uh, driller to astronaut to be an astronaut. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Did Wrong movie. I'm sorry. For Apollo Eleven. What was that? Because we watched First Man, and it was basically, hey, you know that guy from that uh, La La Land musical? Let's send him up into space. Uh, yeah, but uh, let's make him a huge dick first. I'll tell you what. I just watched First Man today. I hadn't seen Ooh. it. We saw the Apollo uh, Eleven documentary. My wife and I saw it yesterday. I preferred the Apollo 11 documentary to uh, First Man. So, yeah, I can see that. So go see that. Uh, yeah, you're right. He was a real jerk in that movie. He was a real... <laughs> and I hear he's a real jerk in real life, but he had no charisma whatsoever. Which is weird for Ryan Gosling, which, you know... It is. You know, he really what had... What do you have to do to suck the charisma out of Ryan Gosling? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, he was the opposite of his performance in, in The Nice Guys, where, you know... He's kind of this lovable idiot, and uh, it was like, wow, I really don't – I have no sympathy for this character. So yeah. I, I was I glad I saw – I wanted him to get blown up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. Too soon? He was he was not a sympathetic uh, character. That is – that's true. But yeah, if you get a chance, go check out. We're going to talk about it actually on our show uh, this week, I think. So it'll be weeks nice. from now when they hear this. So mac and me. Yeah, there we go. Went to Mars on a. Yeah. Speaking of jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Some uh, was it some probe or uh, rover or whatever Mm -hmm. goes up there and it's like sucking up Mars dirt, um, and the family checks it out after throwing rocks and stuff at it because you know as as one would. Of course. Um, Oh, and they help it scooper function scoop because apparently it was built by idiots. Yeah. Even toddlers figured out the scoop function. Oh, their tod- NASA couldn't. Well, their toddlers could be, uh, you know, far more advanced than ours. 
It's true. I we mean, need more tablet, toddlers at NASA. I mean, they basically have cell phones built into their hands so they can, you know, talk mm. across continents and stuff. The Jay has come equipped with them now. Oh, what? I've got a 5G phone up there for when our baby comes out right now. God damn. Yeah, what do you what do you think we go to the gyno for? Uh, to stay up to date on the newest tech for our future spawn. I, I usually zone out when I see the pictures on the wall. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the little baby, the family, um, I guess he's Mac, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Say the kid's name's like Billy or something. Yeah. They name him Mac for some reason. Cause McDonald's. Oh God damn it. Is that really Oh, is that just kicking in? Did you not realize that? Oh baby. Yeah. I was, I've not, I purposely wasn't paying enough attention to this movie. God damn it. That really was the reason. But the Lorax still beats this for like commercial tie-ins, right? Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> I never saw the Lorax. Is there, are there a lot of commercial tie-ins in the Lorax? Uh, I think the Lorax, it like it wasn't in the movie. It was like afterwards. It was like the most like because the whole thing about the Lorax is like the Lorax is trying to like save the trees or yes, some, I don't know something about saving the environment, and then they like hoard it out to like like. Even Chevron had, like, Lorax stuff. Yeah, Chevron, like, the Toyota Leaf or, like, one of yeah, the, like, like cars everything. And, yeah, or hybrids or something. Yeah. Well, I could see the hybrid cars, but Chevron? Yeah, it was a whole thing. I will look it up. You guys keep talking about Mac and me. I'm going to look at something <laughs> interesting. All right, so the whole family gets uh, sucked up in this little thing and it immediately flies back to Earth. Um, and of course, NASA's like, "Oh, what, what, what does that in there? Some dirt? Oh, there's something big. Whatever it is." And then the father alien like jumps out with flashing lights and stuff behind it. And I was waiting for this to turn into like species or alien or something. Somebody just starts shooting at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like or like a Doc Ock in Spider-Man Two. The aliens just start going crazy. Uh, start throwing everyone around the examination room. That would be great. Yeah. Out of my way! <laughs> you know, I have to ask: Are the do these creatures are they uh, invertebrates? Because they get, I they have to be. They're definitely not mammalian. First off, uh, she's not making any milk for her baby, so she's not a mammal, and they don't appear to have bones. They only appear to have cartilage. Yeah. So I don't know. They could. I mean, who knows? They could be like sharks. They could actually be like fish. Because like hermit crabs are actually uh, actually have gills, even though they walk on land, they hmm. have stiffened gills to breathe air. Like, who knows? They're also uh, malleable. They also maybe have spongy cartilage. They're, they're... Oh, so they're cats. Cats don't have bones. Oh, there we go. Oh, there yeah. you go. Maybe that's <laughs> it. Because they all they all yeah. they all fit in the rover, right? Oh yeah. Unless yeah. the unless yeah. the rovers in the rover through the tube and unless and then, NASA uh, has then... TARDIS technology that we're not aware of. But because uh, they all fit in there, fine. Whole family. Yeah, and then when like when Mac uh, touches the electric fence, he gets stretched out like twenty feet. Yeah, maybe they're just rubbery. Maybe they're like plastic man. They're made out of like oh, putty. Yeah, like, like even when he like they go in the road and he gets like splatted on a windshield. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that scene is so fucking horrifying. <laughs> oh, and when a truck lands on top of another car, and then when oh, our feature family yes. comes by and goes, "Oh, it's just a fender bender. It's not that big." That's one of them's on fire. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ! There's people in the background doing the man on fire walk, and they're just yeah. like nothing to see here, <laughs> nothing to see. Oh, it is I California. Know, uh, California, am I right? That's it. Am I right, guys? 
All right. So the Lorax. <laughs> That's something interesting. Uh, so it had more than 70 commercial tie-ins, including Mazda. Uh. Um, it also, there was a, a musical adaptation. Uh, was It was the original script for the Broadway musical Susical, but it was cut before the show opened due to controversy over all the commercial tie-ins. Seventy seven zero commercial tie-ins for that movie. That's insane. That's a lot. Wow. I don't remember that movie doing that well either. I don't remember it being a big hit. It uh, didn't. That's well, you, well, you make your money before the movie comes out with not, all the sponsorships. It's not everybody's favorite Dr. Seuss book. Everybody likes Hop on Pop. Or but Green that would Eggs make and a Ham. Really disturbing children's book. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I don't think I know Hop on Pop. Do you not know Hop on Pop? Oh, I've got it on. I've got it on the bookshelf. Okay, well, we'll, we'll check it out later. Is it like Mac and Me? Yes, it is. Better. They hop on pop. That's right. And then at the end, there's an explosion that kills the whole family. Yeah. Spoiler! Spoiler! We're not there now. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. You know they come with their own pyrotechnics. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So sorry. All right. Uh, so, yeah. By the way, okay, so, again, watching this for the first time, I was like, where do I know the mom from? she steve it's it I, I forget her name but it's the lady that like runs for mayor against chris farley's brother in black sheep that's yes. like the only <laughs> other thing i've seen her in. she's and you know what sucks she actually does a good job in this movie out of all yeah, the, she does all right out i mean of all the pe- what she's given yeah, yeah. out of yeah. all the people in the, you know she's she's believable she, she you know she's kind of this put upon single mom and it's christine ebersol i think is, is her name oh, she was okay she was also in another classic from this era uh, called uh, My Stepmother is an Alien. Oh, with uh, Kim Basinger? I think. Oh, no, 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 no. She's not in that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I will find it for you. I will find She's in fake something news. else. Fake news. Sorry. Fa- yeah, fake news. <laughs> uh, well, my mom paid for me to get into uh, school. Uh, hold on. I have her, uh, her IMDb page here. Because I do my research sometimes. She was also in My Girl 2, uh, which is a, another okay. big... She was in Black Sheep. She was in uh, Tootsie, was probably the biggest thing, or Amadeus. Oh. All right. Okay. I have to ask, is it wrong that every time I think about the movie My Girl, I actually end up thinking about my boyfriend's back? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's My Girl 2. Macaulay Culkin comes back as a zombie, and oh yeah, I remember he's like, "Oh, my girl, it's so sad." I'm like, "Yeah, when his dick falls off because it's rotting." Wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh babe, and most recently, <laughs> The Wolf of Wall Street, which she was in. She was in that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glossing over that last. It was so horrifying. I didn't want to think about it. <laughs> well, Next week. that's what happens when you lead with it. I mean, you know what I'm saying. That's what happens. You're gonna yeah, get it caught. Out there. You're gonna get caught. You're gonna get it caught in something. As we found out in Showgirls too, people got AIDS and shit. <laughs> uh, how was? I've never seen Showgirls too. I I'm sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> you know what? You should do yourself a favor and just listen to our episode on. Uh, it. That's what I'm gonna do. I will do that. You are doing God's work, my friends. <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's it. Laying on the all grenades right, right. so the rest of us don't have so back to. Back and Mac and me. Uh, we follow this family that's traveling from Chicago and they just get to California where they move into their palatial estate on a hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. Even though I'm not exactly sure what the mom does, but I think she works at a Sears. Grocery, 
No, she works at Sears. Sears. Oh, okay. Macy's. Right. Was it Sears or Macy's? It was one of those. You know what? Let's call it Montgomery Wards and give it call it even. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Monkey uh, Wards. We're also introduced to uh, the, the neighbor, the neighbor girl. Oh yeah. First seeing a teepee across the street. Oh, and she's got a macaw. She has a chameleon. <laughs> she's communing with nature. Typical California hippie kid. Yeah. I could never afford a macaw or a chameleon. Those two animals alone are several thousand dollars worth of merchandise. They just they roam. The most expensive thing my family had ever purchased, including all of our vehicles. <laughs> they roam the redwood forest of Northern California. You can just go up there and. <laughs> they Mario, pick... uh, maybe you know we. I, I wasn't able to find this. Did they ever say what happened to their dad? Like, is he? Are they? No, I don't think uh, they. They just you. No mention is ever made of him. I don't think. I don't know if they're if, if she's they widowed or she's yeah, a single yeah, they mom. Say they miss him, but it's like so. Did he move away or yeah, did he's he in die? Florida. Or, yeah, I assume. You know. <laughs> he moves to Florida. He moved to Florida with a uh, with a with a younger model. <laughs> oh, I know what happened. They were in Chicago, mm-hmm. and they said they were going to move to Hollywood. But where they went to Hollywood, California, he moved to Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right. That that makes sense. That's yeah, it. He left mom for a cocktail waitress. They both both moved to Hollywood, but on different ends of the spectrum. And uh, yeah, that's why they miss him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. He's not coming back. <laughs> They're more mad he picked uh, Bambi over mom. <laughs> that's it. Oh, good old Bambi. Yeah, and basically, like overnight, Max starts going through stuff in the night, uh, making noises, and uh, the kid. Oh God, what's the kid's name? Uh, is Eric? No, isn't it Chris? Hold on, looking I, it up. Yeah. <laughs> Michael. I, just, I thought it was. Uh, <gasps> Did I guess right? Eric. I have the. It's okay, it's Eric. Eric and the, Eric and the brothers Michael. Michael. Okay, yeah, because I have brother Michael written down here, so and, I was like, no, something else. Yeah, then you have Courtney uh, and uh, and Debbie are the the neighbors there. Oh, uh, okay. There's the scene where <laughs> he's uh, going downstairs because he hears noises, and then all of a sudden a drill starts going through the wall. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, what Jesus the Christ. fuck is happening? Okay, so Mac come from, comes from a desert planet where their most advanced technology is a reed they stick in the ground to drink syrup from. How does he know how to find a drill, get an extension cord, plug them all in, and then start drilling through a wall? These kids... Does mom look like she was doing a bunch of drilling? True. Also, I'm assuming he had to break into the neighbors because I've seen uh, the mom, the brother, and that and and Eric, and none of them are using that uh, circular saw. Yeah, circular saw. There's like a taxidermy deer. No, no, no. The, the, yeah. There is a scene where the the little kid, the brother, is using the circular saw. There's a scene like r- right when they get in the in the house, they start moving in. Uh, the brother's using the circular saw. What is he doing? I forgot what he says. I forgot what he says he needs to work on. But they show him like kind of doing a little like remodeling the house. And he's got the circular saw. Uh, I also have written down that son of a bitch moved his feet. (laughs) So uh, when the uh, the race car comes around the corner to alert Eric what's happening and it runs head first into his wheelchair. By the way, it's a fucking remote control car. Do you give a fuck? Yet he moves. He flinches his feet. Because that kid is apparently afraid of remote control cars in real life. 
<laughs> oh, did we m- mention Eric's in a wheelchair? Yeah, because he's in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Eric's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Right. I guess that's a pretty important thing we might have left. It is. Seen yeah. this movie it's about before. to become important in about four minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, best scene in the whole movie. So apparently Mac uh, overnight turned the living room into a goddamn forest or something. Yeah, by the way, how how much experience does he have with plants? I did not see a lot of plants in their home country. Yeah. And the best part is when the mom comes in, she's like, oh, my God, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. I didn't do it. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to clean this up. I didn't do it, Mom. (laughs) Nobody said. What do you want me to do? Nobody accused you of anything. I didn't do it. I'm going outside. Good, go outside, Jesus. So then he goes outside. <laughs> and what happens from there, babe? Well, he sees all of his shit out on the backyard on the back lawn to say goodbye to him. <laughs> and he wheels out to the back gate and he goes, Huh, I've never seen this flower covered gate before, so he wheels past it and immediately falls off a cliff. <laughs> no, not immediately. He rolls a good yep. uh five or six football fields. Down the That's hill. True, and he breaks the uh, the handle off his wheel, yeah. the bra- handbrake off his bike. And I'm not gonna lie. So this backyard that uh, he falls out of, these are all of the backyards in Folsom, California, near where I grew up. This is what all the rich kids had. The kind, this kind of backyard because it all backs up to the river. Yeah. But I can tell you, the American River a lot less friendly than that creek he fucking fell into. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he fell a good, I don't know, sixty feet, eighty yeah. feet. Oh, yeah, feet? multiple stories. <laughs> multiple stories. By the way, didn't come loose from his wheelchair no. that he doesn't appear to be buckled into. That uh, that dummy, though, that's right up there with some of the great... Uh, it's not exactly a dummy kill, but it, it's a it's a good-looking dummy. Uh, just, and if you look closely, you can actually see uh, uh, sparks coming out of the bottom of the wheelchair from where it skips off of the atmosphere. That's how high he falls. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, luckily Mac is down at the river, I don't know, trying to drink sugar juice from it and <laughs> probably eating more tadpoles than anything. And uh, he squeals. The na- Oh, the neighbor girl sees him and she's screaming. Uh, neighbor girl goes in to go get the mom. Uh, apparently Mac rescues him. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how, but he gets the whole wheelchair out and the kid. Yeah. yeah. And just yeah. sets them gently on the bank. He's got superpowers. Yeah. Well, our the the yellow sun of our planet. <laughs> <laughs> so Max, Wait, I thought he was from Mars. So I was going to say, so Max's dad is Jor-El. That's is, is what you're telling me. Yeah, you didn't recognize it. <laughs> Marlon Brando in that suit. I recognize that dead body. Anyway. That was a young Marlon Brando. Yeah. <laughs> it was before the accident. <laughs> Jesus. Too soon. Uh, so yeah. So the next day, after I don't know, he takes a shower and tries off after falling in the river. I don't know. Oh what. no, not the same but, day. Same day because they uh, they have the rescue crew out front, and then he's in his bed, and the doctor's there. Because they rescued him, and he's got a home doctor. Because apparently, mom's a fucking millionaire. Yeah, because that, that mom works at uh, what do we say Montgomery Awards. That job at JC Penney is really paying off. Yeah, she may be like the regional director or something like that. Assist- yeah, Montgomery Awards. They're really booming yeah. at this time. Assistant yeah, yeah. to the regional yeah. director. The doctor says that he needs rest and pills because he's telling stories about his little friends. Yeah, well, you gotta, obviously. Yeah, you got to hop yeah. this kid up. So and making shit up and destroying their house because he's so mad because his dad moved to Florida. Oh, and they think he could try to commit suicide. 
And only the neighbor girl is the one who believes him, but she can't say anything. Everybody's going to think she's wacko. She is, so that makes sense. But <laughs> Her story checks out. That uh, the little neighbor, the, the little neighbor girl is kind of annoying, but not, but yet charming somehow. You know, she's not a very good kid actress, but uh, but you know, she's, she's kind trying. of yeah, she's trying. So you give her some points, and she's a sympathetic uh, character. A lot of times in the uh, in these movies, the neighbor kids are kind of jerks. So uh, you know, she's trying to help out as best she can. Yeah. yeah, you know, I gotta hand it to this movie. Most kids in movies are so obnoxious. You're doing the countdown to when they're going to get blown up at the end, mm-hmm. but it never happens. Uh. <laughs> yeah, this, this movie delivers on all ends. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's not that annoying. They're way more annoying movie kids. Yes. As a kid, I was annoyed by movie kids. Yeah, like I said, the girl's just kind of annoying when she's doing like the, what are we going to do? Eric, you know, she's the, the whiny chick voice. But when she's just talking to him, like as a friend, like when they're just like chatting and having like regular conversations, it actually you're right. It actually is like they seem like th- those kids seem like they would they like they would be friends in real life, which is which is good for this kind of movie because you need something to kind of uh, ground everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Because the oh, movie's absolutely. so ridiculous. <laughs> High concept. High wait, concept. Wait, how so? Yeah, <laughs> All right. So Eric starts setting the Coca-Cola yeah. traps to try to find Mac and showed everybody he's not crazy. He just, you know, an alien's living in their house or some sort of creature. Exactly. Uh, so then it starts working and his plan is to hide in the closet and then jump out and suck him up into a vacuum. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I think, like, the neighbor girl, like, rides the vacuum as it, like, goes up the wall and stuff, too. Because, fun fact, apparently Mac can fly? Or climb walls or something. Or affect the gravity around him. I'm not sure exactly how it works. The the rays from our yellow sun. (laughs) Gives him magneto powers or something. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so... And then the the big brother, of course, like helps out too because he hears all the commotion and sees people dancing on the ceiling or whatever the hell's going on in that scene. And then the mom comes home, right? <laughs> and of course, uh, they, they, the way to get Mac out of there is to, I guess, put it in reverse, which again just blows dust all over the place. And <laughs> yeah, and that, what are you kids doing? And that girl took a yeah. violent ride on that vacuum. That thing was no joke. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's she's got to have at least bruising, I would think. But I, I guess she's pretty young too. Kids have those those uh, spongy bones, just like those <laughs> Mars people. That's uh, true. <laughs> I think uh, at one get what, I, I was gonna say I think at one point it's a dummy because it get but for a little bit there's like a stunt person riding oh. it. But I think at one point when it drops from the ceiling, there's like a there's a dummy on it. But uh, there's a dummy strapped to it. But it looks for a little bit like there's at least. If not a kid, there's a stunt person because it's moving around pretty good. A, a little stunt person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we get one of my favorite scenes. It's when Mac is on a Hot Wheel being chased by dogs down the street. Yes. It's true. Now, this is, where, movie. this is where I spotted. Now, all the scenes that um, my wife and I ended up looking up the filming location – uh, because I don't know if it's this scene or later on when they're chasing him in the car, there is a bank in the background, and that bank stood on the corner where it was for years and years and years. And it's 
I think it's changed hands now. It had a, I can't remember the name of it right now. It was a, uh, it had a Japanese name. But directly across the street from that bank is the the mall where they filmed Back to the Future. So this was yeah, shot in the, the same. Pines. Yes, this was <laughs> shot in the same neighborhood where um, where uh, the Twin Pines Mall is, and it's yeah. actually a town. It's called Hacienda Heights. It's right over the hill from where we live. And we, I mean, I know those streets very well. And what gave it away is, uh, aside from the bank, there's a, there's a Sheraton Hotel out in the middle of nowhere, out in the middle of the suburbs in that area. And in some of the car chase scenes, you can see it like off in the distance. So it was shot very, very close to all that area around the, uh, the Twin Pines Mall. So just, that was just a little. That and the, the score by Ellen Silvestri, of all people. Yeah, and uh, there's your those are your Back to the Future connections for this movie. Nice, there you I go. Love it. Fun fact. There you go. See the little facts. Fun fun fact. Little, how about that for a fun? I have a, one more fun fact later on that we're going to get to for, oh, for no. during the big musical number. Oops, I spoiled it. <laughs> I apologize. Continue. All right. Well, I, th- I think right after that, it's like when we get the uh, weird like four minute montage of uh, the mom and Eric jogging. Yes. Yeah. That's like, all right, we need to fill, we need like four more minutes. Oh, I got an idea. Let's just have this in here for no reason. Okay. We find out the, uh, the scientists are closing in. They found out where Mac is and that this kid isn't crazy. <laughs> um, and so they are doing like a little stakeout of the house. Uh, but they got to, so they got to get Mac out. But Mac is sick and they find out that, you know, Coke helps him, but he needs to find his family. How are they going to sneak him out of the house? How, Steve, how? Well, the only way they can, hide him in a teddy bear and take him to a party at McDonald's. They're going to teddy ruxpin this sucker. (laughs) Where um, the neighbor girl's sister works? Yeah, neighbor girl's sister works there. There's some sort of birthday party going on. It's Uh, a fly birthday party. Yeah, this place is G'ing off. We couldn't figure out why there's just... Guys in football uniforms hanging out at this McDonald's. There's break oh dancers God. out front. Um, it's like the 80s exploded inside this McDonald's. No, yeah. it's, it's what Hollywood wishes the 80s was. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they were, yeah. they were filming, um, uh, you know, Beat Street at the same time as this. And uh, they were all on the same set. And they said, let's just film Mac and me right now while this is going on. It's so- insane. So which movie had the gay Washington Redskins? Because I have that in <laughs> <laughs> Quarterback Freddie Mercury. Oh, oh my gosh. They really, uh, it was insane. Everything's going on at this McDonald's. And the, it's funny, you don't really get a lot of Ronald. I thought really Ronald was really going to, I think he says hi to Eric. But yeah. uh, the voice was enough to tip me off that that was the Ronald McDonald who was around when I was a kid. He was the same guy that was doing the commercials when I was a kid. Um, I think they're yeah. on to like they're a, a different Ronald McDonald now, but at that, that was the 1980s Ronald McDonald commercial, Ronald McDonald. So it was kind of weird to hear that quick exchange because I was like, oh, I remember that voice. You know what they need to do? They need to bring back Ronald McDonald into the commercials, but they need to change the actors like they do with the Colonel and the KFC commercials. <laughs> Every once in a while, you're just like tr- trying to place the voice like, oh, man, that sounds like Norm MacDonald. Oh, yeah. man, I think that's Rob Riggle. Wait, is that Ving Rhames? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. That is an excellent idea. I like that. 
McDonald's just cut me in for like five percent. We'll call it good. <laughs> so the other yeah. the other little uh, nugget of info I have is this this place is actually um, this McDonald's location is actually a few miles away from the the Twin Pines Mall, actually the Puente Hills Mall. But um, it's actually it, it right next door in the next city, City of Industry. I've driven by this place. It's actually a, a fully functional McDonald's, but they only use it for filming and for training. So it's off of a really busy street, but it stands. Um, and I meant to drive by and take a picture of it for you guys. Just, maybe I'll do that before the, the show. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's completely fenced off. But every once in a while, it'll be open. They film all their commercials there. So oh, it's just really? like this standalone uh, McDonald's off of a really – you can see it from the street. It, it just sits just a few feet off the street. It doesn't face the street, but it, it's a fully standing McDonald's. And it's got like this chain link fence around it. And whenever they're filming, it's open and there's people walking around in there. But they use it for filming commercials mainly and for, for training, oh, I guess. Crazy. Yeah, but it's a fully functioning McDonald's. But it's, Yeah, no, I, I dig it. I dig it. It's weird. It's yeah. a weird thing. You guys want to know another fun fact about this scene at McDonald's? Go. Oh, yeah? One of the dancers, Jennifer Aniston. What? This is, this is her feature debut. So, oh shit! So this is about the time that Bruce Springsteen is doing "Dancing in the Dark," and Courtney Cox's debut is "Dancing" in that video. Yeah. So that's weird. What was Lisa Kudrow up to? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she had to be dancing in a Tony Basil video or something. Yeah, probably graduating high school. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my kids do. <laughs> I didn't know that about Jennifer Aniston. I'm gonna look. Yeah. Th- I'm gonna watch yeah, that scene right. again. <laughs> yeah, good luck trying to find her. I was trying to find her too, but she's just credited as a dancer in the movie. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're at McDonald's. It's it's the poppinest party that ever popped. Oh, it is. Um, but the yeah. scientists show up and they surround the place. And so Mac has to do a spitting forward somersault across the entire <laughs> facility uh, to get out of there in his teddy bear outfit. Uh, and then, yeah, he like hops on uh, the wheelchair with Eric, yeah. and they start going on a downhill pursuit. <laughs> yes, again. And and I just remember it ending with them like going through a fence, and I'm like, oh, good, they're dead. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're still fine. In fact, they're now they're in like freeway traffic, going the wrong way, oh. and holy crap, there's one. Uh, I, I don't know what the stunt work was in this movie, but there is one scene in particular where it's like he turns right as the car car's turning left and he has to like super yeah. correct to the left and the scene cuts, but I'm like, Oh, I wonder if they like hit the car. <laughs> right. Oh. It's pretty intense. I thought <laughs> <laughs> for a kid in a wheelchair. Yeah. This kid is in a lot of like actual physical danger more so than Elliot in ET, you know, you know, this is—I mean, there's the bike chase at the end of ET, but Eric—I mean, he's, he's plunging off of cliffs, he's riding into traffic. Yeah, he, he doesn't have like the government surrounding him with walkie-talkies. I mean, <laughs> it's not like they had guns or anything. That's right. At least not hey. until the special edition Mac and Me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. What version of ET do you guys see? <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. no, I, I, I still—I still own the copy where before Steven Spielberg got George Lucas' disease. But yeah, uh, so yeah, they're in a wheelchair, and eventually they end up at uh, Mom's work at Sears or Montgomery yes. Ward or J.C. Penney or wherever she works at. And they go through there, and the scientists go through and make a mess, and then they get out of there. 
and then the brothers are pulling up in the van, or, or like the the McDonald's sister was driving the van. I don't know who was driving it, but right. I know the brother reaches out and snags him up, wheelchair and all, and pulls him into the van. Oh yeah. Working on his upper body strength. Yeah, he didn't just, seem like a stunt guy. That little kid, yeah, just picks up the whole thing. I thought, oh, they're just going <laughs> to let the wheelchair go. Nope. Take the whole thing. Wheelchairs are expensive. So then, the, then it turns into a road trip movie, and they go out into the desert. And uh, How did they know where to go? Uh, the Valvoline had something to do with it. Like he Apparently, earlier in the movie, Mac like pointed at the Valvoline advertisement. And then when they were driving, there was the billboard on the side. And they're like, oh, that's what he meant. That's where he was saying his family is. Something like and that. And how does Mac know where his family is? Oh, that's right, because they whistled at each other. Yeah, they whistled at each other. Yeah, the family, meanwhile, this whole time is wandering in the desert, grasping the life, I assume. Hey, but by the way. in the desert. That's their homeland. Yeah. Let's rewind it real quick. What? What? How did they get separated in the lab? Because dad alien and mom alien just bolt. With the, with the other baby alien, they leave Mac. Well, I think that that's when Mac, like, got electrocuted and then thrown into traffic and, like, ended up on a windshield and gotten... Yeah, but he leaves the, the lab... Doesn't like he leave the lab through another exit? Gone. What was that? Doesn't he leave the lab through another exit? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I remember there was, like, uh, like came out of, like, an airport hangar or something. Does it really matter? It doesn't. Do we care that much? I do. About this movie? <laughs> I guess not. I do. I do. <laughs> so they find a cave near the Val- Valvoline billboard, um, and they find the family in there. And they're, like, they're almost dead. dead. Yeah, they're, they're dead. They're, like, ashy and, like... It's alien autopsy time. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, they have that which gives life. No, not water. Coca-Cola Classic. Reach for an ice-cold Coke. Ugh. Soda. Hold <laughs> on. Every five an alien life farm? Reach for a Coke. That Coke is delicious. This Coke Zero is delicious. Is that Coke for them? <laughs> All right. We're getting close, guys. So they got the family together. They're in the van. They're driving back into Hacienda Heights. But they need to stop for some gas first. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and they need to stop for more icy cold Coke. Yeah, Coca-Cola Classic or maybe just a, a nice cold Sprite, also made by Coca-Cola. But oh, that's know. right. <laughs> They're about to find out that Sprite's almost as delicious as a nice cold Coke. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, the family wanders into a grocery store. No, first they steal a Sprite out of a convertible, oh, which makes right. the girl scream, which frightens them. So then they decide to get out of the car, even though everybody told them stay in the car. And then uh, that's when um, Eric and his brother and everybody are in the gas station the windiest gas station oh, yeah. <laughs> in the world. Yeah. What is up with the wind inside that building? It was definitely going in there. <laughs> it was a hot day and they had like the fans going or yeah, something. Yeah, they had to. Just stop it for shooting, right? Maybe. Yeah, but uh, but the alien family wandering through the grocery store, buck-ass naked, um, causes a stir. Um, especially when they start taking out the displays and so the security guard pulls a gun right. on them. Of course, they're like, what's that thing? So they grab the gun from the security guard, and now they're armed. Yeah, he's just kind of walking around with a gun, too. It's great. Yeah, he's just like, oh, look, it's a toy like you guys have. Doesn't quite know what to do with it. Yeah, but it's like, where, where are all these cops come from? Because there's like eight or nine of them. It's like, that's not a usual grocery store. <laughs> that's the case. 
the the human family's like, no, don't shoot them. They don't understand. Don't shoot them. Da-da. And they just walk out in the parking lot, wander over by the gas station. A cop opens fire. Uh, meanwhile, Eric's like, no, don't do it. And, like goes out by the alien family, and there's a giant fucking explosion <laughs> with the alien family and Eric in a wheelchair there. Also, doesn't Eric get shot like 17 times? Eric, no. I thought he got no, shot he's, by he's, the cops. No, he's, he's right in front of the explosion. The explosion. Yeah, he's like right in front of the explosion. Yeah. It's the explosion that kills him? I thought he got shot. No, yeah, I think it was the... yeah. The... Don't take this away from me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone down, well, Eric's dead. That was fun. But no, the mom shows up. Uh, she finally got off work. And, uh, <laughs> and the aliens are standing there in the fire. Yep. Like... Like a T one thousand or T one thousand rising from the ashes, <laughs> completely unscathed. So not only are they made out of rubber, they're completely fire retardant. Yeah. Now, imagine the horror of the we're... of the police who've just opened fire and like, well, this is well, we're done here, and here they come. They just emerge from the flames. So they walk up to Eric's corpse, perform I don't know, light as a feather, stiff as a board on him, or whatever they do. And Eric's alive! Oh my god! What is a feather? I fully Eric to start walking. Right? <laughs> That's what should have happened. I was fully expecting that too. If I was a kid in that, and he hadn't started walking, I would have been really disappointed in this movie. Yeah, you only halfway fix him. They they, they pull a real Tony Stark on him. I'm only going to fix you. I'll give you mechanical legs, Rhodey. I'm not going to fix you. You know what I mean? Oh, Tony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we get. To the final scene. So the FBI agents are running into a courthouse where there's a ceremony of, I don't know, a thousand people being sworn in as American citizens. Think, like, oh, what does this have to do with this story? Are, were, were the FBI agents not citizens and they're missing their appointment? And we pan over to see the aliens being sworn in. And they might even look creepier with clothes on. I don't know how it's possible, They're but... They're so fucking creepy. Yeah, with the clothes on, it, it makes it worse. Yeah, the, the earrings, especially, like, the bow in the forehead, that was that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're sworn in, and they all hop in a nice, big, giant pink Cadillac and uh. hit the freeway with the message, We'll be back! We How will get a driver's license. <laughs> it's all part of becoming an American. That's why By we're... the way, this is the middle of Escape the Planet of the Apes. The sequel, I'm guessing, is going to be the end? Yes. Hashtag child murder. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have these aliens breeding with humans. That's it. Bringing that's... about the end of civilization. <sighs> Don't worry, we'll just sterilize them. You know, that's, Start what, with the mail. that's what this movie was missing. The magic of a Ricardo Montalban to hide the oh. Mac and me family. You oh, know. God, and he was still around, too. Yeah. Oh, he was probably doing Naked Gun at the time. Yeah, he could have been like, I, mine is the only circus with an ape to be born in captivity. No, <laughs> he was the best part of Conquest. Oh my, so what part would Ricardo Montalban play? Would he be like one of the FBI agents or No, something? he would be the guy. It would be the same thing, Armando Circus. And they hide the Mac and Me family in in the circus. No, you guys are missing the whole product tie-in part. He plays Ronald McDonald. Yes. We give him a bigger part. He's their supplier for the wait, Coke. Wait, even better. The end of the movie, everybody's being sworn in. Dad finally shows up. 
and Ricardo Montalban is back with his children, Eric and Oh, he comes in as the dad. Yes. Oh, beautiful. He was the dad the whole time. Yes. He just was away because of his circus. Yes. Exactly. I have <laughs> children. I am so sorry to have left you. Perhaps. But, but my needed me. <laughs> perhaps you will forgive Caesar, me. Caesar, say hi. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, it's a huge crossover. We do crossover Planet of the Apes and Mac and Me. It could work, yes. guys. Sold. It, it could work. Planet of the Mac. Mm-hmm. I like the Ronald McDonald idea, though. I do like that. Ronald McDonald, Ricardo Montalban is. Uh, yeah, you have, him in the, you have him in the con outfit. He does that big reveal, and then it's the clown makeup underneath. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Ricardo I'm, Montalban as the Hamburglar. Yes. <laughs> rebel, rebel, rebel. <laughs> to all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ricardo Montalban special sauce. Uh. <laughs> oh, you need it, you know it. That's oh, I would, I, I would, I would, I would bottle it. Big Mac and me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so, ladies and gentlemen, that's Mac and me. Mario, would you recommend this movie? No, I mean, if you want something just to, you know, this is what, this is the kind of stuff that you used to recommend to friends, just to, that you could laugh while you're watching it. Uh, I guess the term now would be hate watch. I think, you know what, honestly, I, I think everyone should see it. So, because you should see what a masterpiece E.T. is. and uh, <laughs> Just for comparison. Yeah, just for comparison's sake. Uh, but it's such an 80s, it's such a relic of the 80s. Like, the clothes, um, I, I, did, I can't say I didn't enjoy watching it, because you're just trying to, half the time you're trying to wonder what the hell is going on, and the other half it's, you know, you're just kind of going, oh yeah, I remember when we dressed that way. So, I'm going to give this a, I'm going to, you know what, I'll recommend it. I changed my answer. I'll recommend it. Yes, how about you, babe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys should watch this. It's trash, but in the best way. Yes. Yeah, I say, too. We want to see a kid fall off a cliff and get blown up at a gas station. I yeah, mean, how many other movies have the balls to throw a disabled kid off a cliff and then blow him up? Just Wiley Coyote style. Eric is basically <laughs> Wiley Coyote in this movie. It's true. <laughs> You know, I gotta say, I'm gonna give. I'm even gonna give this movie credit. Eric's in a wheelchair, and they still treat him like a regular kid in an action movie. Yeah. You know, that's true. That is very true. You know what? I honestly, if that's one thing you could say, that is very positive. It's a very positive image of a of a kid in a wheelchair. They don't. They nobody babies him. Nobody feels sorry for him. Um, he's as capable as everybody else in the cast. I think there's like one or two things where his brother has to help him. You know, put something away, or he can't quite reach something. Yeah, or like but, get into the van, or yeah. something. Yeah, but so, they don't little, little things like that. But yeah, it's not like, oh man, it's such a burden, blah blah blah. And it's not like it's stopping him from going into oncoming traffic to save the day. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he never feels sorry for himself. He never laments his yeah, position once during the movie. Feels sorry for him. They acknowledge his abilities, what he can't, and his capabilities. And yeah, and then then they blow him up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have fun facts, what? more beer, <gasps> and what we learn from Mac and me. Yeah. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we? Inter- I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? 
Superiority complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad-to-questionable movie and unpack it, so you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop? No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, all we know we like to do, we like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers. Yes. The Google Play. Yes. Apple Podcasts. What else? Podbean. What else? Podcast Addict. Goddamn. All that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere. Worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucker. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want his hair to say. Ah. 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 Good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> you. <laughs> no, don't, don't run the listeners away, PJ. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hi, this is Johnny Jimmy Ginley, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. All the best. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Yeah! Great ads. Check them all out, and uh, it's a great podcast. Not, hashtag Castaways.
<laughs> All good. All ah. solid. I'm a little parched, babe. You got anything to drink by chance? Nope. Damn it. No, I lied. Oh, why would you ah, do such a thing? Because I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. No. <laughs> no, we have from 2018 <laughs> Sierra Nevada Celebration Ooh. Fresh Hop IPA. Oh. A special ale for the holiday celebration IPA uh, features the first hops of the growing season. This pioneering ale is full of complex flavors and aromas from the generous use of whole code American hops. It is 12 fluid ounces, but I can't seem to find the ABV. There we go. 6.8% alcohol by volume. Oh, nice. I'm going to pop my top. Oh, my top. And a little. Yeah. Ooh, that's a nice color. Goldeny and delicious. Yeah, so it's got a beautiful, like, reddish-brown hue to it. It's got a light khaki, really kind of cream-colored head. Lots of tiny bubbles. Really nice hop characteristics on it. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, definitely hoppier than uh, the first one we had, the American Pale Ale, but... Well, it's here in Nevada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it says fresh hop IPA, but seeing as this was three or four months ago when we got it. That means it. it was brewed with fresh hops. Yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, not quite yeah. as fresh, so but yeah. They're plucked, so normally with hops, they dry them and uh, pulverize them and pelletize them before they turn them into beer. Uh, this means they're basically fresh plucked, given a quick rinse, and tossed in the beer. Yeah. Spiders and all. No, wait, what? Indeed. Yeah, see, so it's <laughs> definitely got that spidery, no, uh, like a piney, earthy note to it. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. All right, who wants some fun facts? facts are super fun facts because they're fun fun facts hey guys uh i don't know if you noticed this it was pretty subtle but uh coca-cola and mcdonald's backed the movie (laughs) and so that's why there were numerous references to both of those products i must have missed that yeah it was so subtle yeah i remember there was that one scene at mcdonald's but i mean that just made sense i mean that's where teenagers work yeah Yeah, i mean yeah we're also gonna work sears (laughs) (laughs) No, Montgomery Ward, Steve. Montgomery oh, sorry, Montgomery Ward. Ward. Montgomery Ward. Or JCPenney. Or Z- ZCMI. I think that's what we had in Utah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Here's a good one. Kim Basinger and Angelica Houston were each offered the female lead role. Why would they Spoiler take alert, they both declined. Female lead role? The mom. Oh. Yeah, Kim Basinger could have been the mom. Kim Basinger is the mom. Yeah, late 80s Kim Basinger. Yeah, peak Kim Basinger. Like, cool world Kim yeah. Basinger. Yeah. Blind date yeah. Kim Basinger, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm back, I'm back. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we mentioned about uh, Paul Rudd and his uh, relationship with the clip on Conan O'Brien. Uh, Google it. You'll find it out. It's pretty, pretty fucking hilarious. It's like a 15 minute super cut. <laughs> Steve found the other day and it's funny every fucking time. Uh, this was Jennifer Aniston's film debut as a dancer at McDonald's, oh, which shit. is incredible. Can't wait to ask her about that in one of our interviews. Right. Uh, <laughs> you guys look at her. I have no doubt. <laughs> what else is she up to? Right. Yeah. Dry, dry, uh, trying to moisten and, her eyes, apparently. <laughs> and of course, this film ends with a freeze frame and the superimposed title, We'll Be Back. Love it. However, it was such a dismal box office failure that the proposed sequel was never made. 
Until now. No. <laughs> Maybe it was like a Terminator reference. Maybe they're going to do a crossover. Oh, yes. That would have been oh, that, sweet. That, that's what this movie needed was more time travel. It's true. Oh. <laughs> You're darn tootin' it, did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what did we learn from Mac and me? Well, I've learned that when I'm old and uh, I'm wheelchair bound, that uh, if my daughter tries to buy a house on a hill, I'm going to tell her no, because I know what she has planned, especially if there's a river or something out back. Well, you just don't want your daughter to have a, a house on a cliff. Well, no, because I'll, I'll, be, I'll come to live with her, of course. She'll be taking care of me. That's the whole reason you have kids, so they can take care of you in your old age. And I, I, she's going to want to try to get rid of me. And uh, I, see, I see her working already. So that's the main thing I, I took away from this movie. Also, I learned that Mars has fountains of soda under the surface. Yes. Come on, scientists. Get on it. See, you're going to have to move to, like, Illinois or something mm-hmm. where it's, like, totally flat. Yeah. Nebraska. Ne- Nebraska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Live out my final uh. days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned that apparently there were Ronald McDonald clowns that hung out at some of the McDonald's. Oh, there. Um, yeah. Can like I? Back in, yeah. Around this time, there were definitely a few. Can I interject? Not, 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 not at all the uh, McDonald's, but yeah. definitely a few. See, I'd always heard of them, and we were super poor. So, like, we only got to go to McDonald's for, like, really special occasions if that special occasion happened to land on payday. Ah. And so, uh, because McDonald's was outside our price range. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and uh, yeah, like I remember going to a friend's birthday party at McDonald's once, and her saying she was going to get a Ronald McDonald, and no Ronald McDonald came. But they also forgot to serve the food. They put the hats and stuff out, and then they told us all to go. Whoa! Yeah, it was like they they got the party room set up. They had like you know Happy Birthday Nikki on the little cardboard thing. We all went to play. We came back in, and they said, "All right, time to go." I was like, wait, don't we usually get, like, some chicken nuggets and an ice cream? Yeah, where's my no. orange drink? Where's my famous orange oh. drink with McDonald's? There were... Um, yeah, the high C. Yeah. There, always get the high C. There were commercials, for whatever reason, down here in Southern California, all the communities in the foothills, um, like, near Pasadena, all you know, all these these cities along that, along with his, the, where the 210 freeway is now, they would... Ronald McDonald, for whatever reason, would always make appearances at those McDonald's. And um, I, as a kid, little kid, I always wanted to go to one of these McDonald's to meet Ronald. And my mom was, you know, we're Latino. You don't eat, you don't go out to eat. There's food at the house. That's what they say. So um, you don't go anywhere. But I remember seeing commercials and it would always be, uh, you know, this this weekend at Duarte, this weekend in uh, in Montclair. It was always the Foothill Cities. Uh, Ronald McDonald would make personal appearances at these McDonald's back in those days, so he would show up at places. So, but uh, yeah, that was that was a thing back in the day. So what I'm hearing is that my family might actually be Latina. <laughs> <laughs> well, Portuguese. Yeah. You could be. Is yeah? I, I must. I just assumed you were. Well, your love of beer. I just assumed it was. Like, oh, okay. I love beer and I love meat. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I Don't, eat more meat than Steve does. Give me the $100. Uh, I just uh, did your Ancestry.com test. <laughs> All right, the check's in the mail. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, I learned a four-car pileup that involves a fire is, quote, nothing serious. <laughs> it's 
Did you guys watch the Mystery Science Theater version of this on uh, Netflix? We did, yes. The gauntlet. Yeah, there was a great joke about it. He said, I think it's Crow says, I'd love to see the movie the composer thought he was scoring. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, you know what? The the MST3K version is the way to watch this. Yes. When we were talking about whether we recommended this movie or not, watch the MST3K one. Yeah. They have good jokes. I'm coming around on Jonah. I grew up on MST3K because we had... We had a black box, so we had illegal cable. <laughs> Love it. Again, again like, possibly Latino. Did you have a black box, Mario? No, 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 no. We oh. didn't have anything. My dad would not get cable. Until, the whole time I was growing up, would not get cable. And then when I was old enough to already move out of the house, um, he got it to watch sports. And I was like, wow, this whole time we could have had cable, huh? Uh, pops, and uh, he waited till I was already out the door to get uh, get the cable. So no, we didn't have a black box. Anything I had, what what came in over the air was it, and then the movies I brought home from working at the video store, like um, Mac and Me, like Mac like and when Me when it was returned. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, the black box was great. You had the A channel and the B channel. So when the cable company realized too many people were stealing cable, they would switch channels, and you'd have to flip the switch. Uh, at 10 o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific Coast time, all the pay-per-view channels switched automatically to porn. <laughs> wow! I did not see the last half hour of the Green Mile for probably 10 years. <laughs> so you saw plenty of porn. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I, I, have, I, I was watching with my parents, it turned to sex courts. <laughs> last yeah, half hour, yeah. the climax of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah. literally. <laughs> well, you know, the climax of a prison movie might end up in sex work. Exactly. <laughs> I always heard My of... My parents thought it was fucking hilarious. I had always heard of uh, the black boxes. I never had one. So now I know. I know someone that had yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mario, thank you for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast or two. Once in a while we do. Uh, we do a weekly podcast called The Superiority Complex, which you mentioned, and I appreciate you mentioning it. And you can follow us on yeah. the Twitter at SoupComplex, S-O-U-P Complex. And the, the podcast can be found. We're over on Podbean still, superioritycomplex.podbean.com. Check us out. We do movie reviews um, every other week. We're going through my personal digital movie collection, and I'm I'm uh, forcing that upon uh, some unsuspecting millennials. <laughs> We're smack dab in the middle of the 1970s right now. So uh, this week, for example, it, it will have already passed, but by, for example, this week we're watching uh, Logan's Run and uh, The Sting and Young Frankenstein. So we're we're going through the 1970s right now. And then we'll Nice. Yeah, you guys just did Chinatown and I uh I love the myriad of reviews of that movie. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> had a different opinion on that. Yeah, it's it's a big crew. We have five myself and four others. And so uh you get you get a lot of varying viewpoints on a lot of movies. So it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's always interesting. Definitely check them out. Thanks. And uh babe if I were looking for uh, some incredible art, where would I be able to find that? Oh, if you go to untidyvenus.etsy.com, it's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com, you can find all my lovely watercolors, Steve's fantastic paracord creations, enamel pins that glow in the dark or are covered with glitter, sometimes both. Basically, things that Steve and I have created with your, your guys' entertainment in mind. And, of course, you can find us at Everything I Learned from Movies all over the interwebs. 
We're on Podbean, uh, Podcoin, Stitcher, Twitcher, Billy Itcher, uh, Podknife, Al Jazeera Network, Teddy Ruxpin Appreciation, blah, 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 all the other <laughs> stuff that they say on What Were They Thinking. Um, <laughs> Steve, I'm super deep in the Teddy Ruxpin Appreciation Club, so like I'd appreciate it if you didn't make fun of our appreciation. I wasn't. We're, we're, on, we're part of the club. This this movie was a part, was a Teddy Ruxpin appreciation uh, exercise. That's right. It's when you shove an alien into a teddy bear corpse. And uh, I'm just oh, going to put this since you're you're doing the nostalgia stuff right now. Is there anything more horrifying than a Teddy Ruxpin with low batteries? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the Hal Nine Thousand when you're shutting them down. <laughs> Hello, Fred. Like one eye is blinking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And I'm Mario. And this is <laughs> Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Bye, Pickles. Pickles is off to type his memoirs. <laughs> <laughs>